0: Ending the practice of taxpayer-funded lobbying has been a top priority of Texas Republicans for years, with the vast majority of Texans opposing the practice. But despite the widespread support to stop taxpayer dollars from being spent on lobbyists, the Texas legislature has still failed to deliver. I'm Brandon Waltons, and on this episode of the Texas Scorecard Autopsy Files, we'd look at the uphill battle to end taxpayer-funded lobbying.
1: You are listening to The Autopsy Files by Texas Scorecard, a production of 1836 Studios.
0: Ending taxpayer-funded lobbying has been a perennial priority for conservatives. But what exactly is taxpayer-funded lobbying, and why do so many oppose it? To explain, I enlisted the help of someone who's been watching the fight take place in Austin for years.
1: I'm Luke Macias, conservative political consultant and commentator here in Texas. Have the Luke Macias show here with Texas Scorecard. Have worked on conservative policy issues for the last decade. One of which that everyone cares about, of course, is taxpayer-funded lobbying.
0: Luke explained that taxpayer-funded lobbying is an issue he says shocks citizens when they're told what it is.
1: Taxpayer-funded lobbying is one of those issues that when you explain it to the average citizen, they're really dumbfounded that it's even a thing. At the end of the day, what we have is a system where your money in, prop, in largely property taxes some sales taxes is taken by local school districts by counties, by um, cities, but even by like your local mud district. We have uh, you know these crazy stories of these little muds that have their sewer utility fees or whatever and You know, 20 or 30 percent of their budget is spent, hiring a couple lobbyists, paying them several hundred thousand dollars a year to then tell the legislature what to do to most benefit that government against the citizens that it serves. And where we see this play out. Most commonly is on the property tax issue where we have cities and counties and school boards who literally pay tens of millions of dollars every single session to all of the most connected lobbyists in Texas who then go in and tell all of the lawmakers to not support actual permanent property tax relief because in order to do so, you would have to take revenue away from those governments. So you have the government taxing the citizens, taking their money, paying people to then lobby the legislature – against the citizens themselves. And then at the same time, those same lobbyists take some of the money that they make from you, the taxpayer, and then they turn around and make large donations to the politicians for their reelection. So that your property tax money finds its way back into the pockets of Texas politicians who are opposing property tax relief on you as a citizen. That's kind of the issue that uh, I think most enrages the average Republican. The numbers back that up. A 2019 poll conducted by the Texas Public
0: Policy Foundation found that nearly 9 out of 10 Texans support a ban on taxpayer-funded lobbying. In March of 2020, almost 95% of Republican primary voters voted in favor of a ballot proposition in support of a ban. Another poll conducted by the University of Texas found that it was largely popular amongst Republicans, Democrats, and Independents with 69% support overall. In the 2019 session, the Texas Senate passed a bill to ban the practice. That bill was authored by State Senator Bob Hall, who says he filed the bill to restore government
2: to its original intention. It's just, uh, it's, it's the wrong thing to allow to happen. You got to remember, the primary purpose of government is to protect the people. And the anchor uh, of government is the state. I mean, as you well know, the states uh, form the federal government and the states form the local governments. And it's our duty to make sure that those governments, uh, when they're operating, do not violate uh, individual rights and and the liberty of people And, and what they're doing with using taxpayer money to hire people to go to Austin and to lobby against things we're trying to pass that benefit the citizens or protects them in some way, uh, gives them back their rights that the cities have tried to take away from them, or have ex- are excessively burdening them with uh, regulations and uh, and taxes uh, and they, where they've overstepped uh, what they should be doing in serving the people. But despite Senator Hall's bill passing the Senate that year,
1: State Representative Mays Middleton, who authored the bill in the House, had his version of the bill gutted. But what happened is it gets to the floor and several of these rural lawmakers basically ended up carving out almost all of Texas, Um, all of Mays Middleton's district, all of a lot of conservatives district. They basically made the bill not apply to anybody. And – this pretty much gutted the bill to be nothing more than a very small ban on some very small practices. It actually gets worse than that. And this is something that Mays signed off on at the end of the day. And some people have been critical of him for doing so. His, his side of the argument is basically that he couldn't get it out of committee without this.
0: Despite the bill being severely stripped down, even that didn't work. And the bill was voted down and killed in the House. This session, the bill was referred to the House State Affairs Committee, Speaker Dade Phelan appointed State Representative Chris Patty to lead that committee. Notably, Patty voted against efforts to ban taxpayer-funded lobbying in the previous session. And unsurprisingly, a bill to completely ban the practice did not make it out of his committee. In the Senate, meanwhile, they actually scaled back their previous efforts. A limited version that only applied to cities and counties was filed on March 10th, two days before the bill filing deadline. That bill passed the Senate in mid-April by a vote of 17 to 13, with one Republican voting against it, State Senator Kel Seliger. It was not even considered in the House State Affairs Committee until almost one month later, and even then it was substituted by the bill's sponsor, State Representative Chris Patty, with a completely revised version that created a massive loophole. That bill passed the House State Affairs Committee in mid-May, but was not put on a calendar for the whole House to consider until May 24th, where it was ultimately
1: postponed beyond the deadline in the House, killing the bill. Here's what you need to understand about the political class in Austin. It was they don't even want people to know where they stand on this issue because 95 percent of Republicans want to ban the practice. So Chris Patty was trying to cut a deal where – There would be no vote on a clean ban on taxpayer-funded lobbying, but instead just an up-or-down vote on his bill, which didn't actually do what voters want done. And when conservatives wouldn't back down, he actually killed the bill himself as the author and delayed it to Mays Middleton's birthday. And that was his way of kind of poking Mays in the eye, saying, you're the reason that we can't pass this meaningless bill that doesn't do anything uh, because you're trying to actually turn it into a bill that Texans would support.
0: Thus, the bill was killed once again during the 2021 legislative session. But what is Governor Greg Abbott's view on taxpayer-funded lobbying? And why has it not been on the agenda for any of the multiple special sessions this year?
1: Yeah, so Governor Abbott's position on taxpayer-funded lobbying is nuanced, um, which is you know par for the course with this governor often. Uh, after the general election last year, he criticized the city of Austin for their taxpayer-funded lobbying. But then when it came around to the session... He did not make banning the practice a priority. During every special session he's called, he also has not put taxpayer-funded lobbying ban on the priority list. And there was an interesting conversation Greg Abbott had after the regular session here in 2021 where he was asked about putting different items on the special session agenda. And he said expressly, if I want something on the agenda, it'll be on the agenda. If I don't, I won't put it on the agenda. Um, And at the end of the day, the fact that he has refused to ever... Prioritize this legislation and support it on one of his special sessions agenda, makes it very clear. So, what should citizens seeking to end taxpayer-funded lobbying be doing now? Yeah, so the citizens, especially ones outside of, of the larger cities, but I will tell you there's plenty of lawmakers, even inside the big cities, that are wrong on this issue. Every single citizen should contact their lawmaker and ask them, where what is your position on taxpayer-funded lobbying? And if you receive an answer, with anything other than I oppose the ban I oppose the practice support a ban and have signed on to legislation you should know that that lawmaker does not actually want the practice to end Um, citizens with every single one of the issues that are so broadly supported but not passed into law need to recognize that the political ruling class have set up a environment where this practice must stay in place for the power structure to hold. And so it has to be a bigger priority amongst Republicans. Hopefully we'll see more unity in the party uh, behind banning it. Thank you for listening to The Autopsy Files by Texas Scorecard. You can find more great stories and journalism at texasscorecard.com. If you like this production, leave a like and review on whatever podcasting platform you listen on.